0: Officials in Mexico have warned millions of people to prepare to leave their homes following increased activity at the country's largest volcano, Popocatepital. No evacuations have been ordered yet, but there has been some recent flight disruption and winds have blown a large plume of ash over some nearby areas. Hello and welcome to this Global Situation podcast from International SOS, the leading medical and security risk management business. I'm Chris Giles. Well, this is the podcast where we provide you with timely analysis and tactical insight for your organization. And in this episode, we're finding out more about the security risks of the volcano's increased activity, as well as getting important medical advice to help you and your people stay safe. Well, joining me is Paulina Bouchon, International SOS's security specialist for the Americas, who's based in Mexico City, and our medical director for the Americas, Dr. Al Castanio. So, Polina, how much of a threat is the volcano right now?
1: Well, we have it monitoring the volcano. And recently, the activity began to increase since 15 May, and recently on the weekend, the status of the alert changed because of the increasing of the activity and mainly because of the increasing of the ash fall in the cities of Puebla and Mexico City, affecting the international airport in Mexico City, Benito Juarez, also the AIFA, and also the international airport in Puebla, affecting thousands of, of travelers and of course having some health consequences in the people in Mexico.
0: And we'll talk about the health consequences in a little while, but how many people are affected living near the volcano?
1: Okay, so it is thousands of people because it is really close to urban centers, close to the volcano is Mexico City, Puebla, Tlaxcala, Veracruz, Mexico State. So the um, main advice is for people within 30 kilometers uh, from the volcano to stay prepared in case of evacuations. But in, in the present, we don't have evacuations. We are just preparing the routes and any locations that Need to be resguard. Uh They are preparing for that but evacuations have not started.
0: Given that there is an ash cloud now that has formed uh, how likely is it the level could be raised once again to a red alert?
1: Well according to the Senapred which is the institute monitoring the volcano every day this is not quite a common in like in the history of the volcano. The last time it went to red, which is the next level, was in the 90s. And the last time it was in this phase, like is yellow phase three, was in 2019. But it, it didn't get uh, higher than, than that. So we are expecting to, to have this level and be prepared for the evacuations. And we will keep monitoring because it is a volcano and we can't be completely sure about the activity in the coming days. But we have been watching that the minutes of tremor and the activity and the exhalations are now lower than in the weekend. So we are expecting to have uh, less disruption in the coming days. But of course, we can't be completely sure. And that is why monitoring the institutions is very important.
0: And you talk about the disruption. What has happened so far with regards to
1: the ash cloud that's formed? so the main city affected is of course puebla which is the closest to the volcano the classes there have been suspended non-essential activities have been suspended too the airport there has has several disruptions during the weekend starting from 21 may also the international airport in mexico city which is the most important airport in all the country has some disruption which it is important to say that these two airports normally have disruption there's a lot of air traffic disruption in the mexico city airport but now with the cancel flights and the uh, flights because of the ash. Uh, so many people have to stay in Mexico City. So we are expecting to have those kinds of, of disruption in the coming weeks too.
0: So let's consider the medical implications of what's happening. Al, what impact could the falling ash have for people living nearby?
2: Volcanic ash uh, is essentially particulate matter. And uh, obviously, it can cause uh, irritation on those individuals that are susceptible to it, on skin-exposed parts of the body, particularly mucosal surfaces. It can cause itchy eyes, it can give you a runny nose, it can give you a sore throat, and particularly cough. And this is even more so, uh, we find, with uh, people that have chronic respiratory conditions, and their symptoms can worsen. Not only the particulate matter from the eruption itself, but there's also gases such as sulfur dioxide that can mix with that. And the resulting combination, which is labeled as VOG, basically has even more of an irritative effect on the eyes, throat, skin, and respiratory symptoms. Now, this can, as I mentioned before, can be more pronounced in people with underlying health conditions, particularly respiratory issues such as asthma or chronic pulmonary disease. The recommendation obviously is to avoid that exposure, especially in those that have that underlying predisposition to have exacerbations of the underlying conditions.
0: What would you recommend then for people to do in order to make sure they minimize that exposure, to stay safe?
2: Obviously, avoiding exposure to the outside environment, particularly when the ash count is notably higher, staying indoors with windows shut if possible, using air conditioners and air cleaners if they are available, if you must go outdoors, then wearing an effective face mask to reduce inhalation of the ash. And if masks are not available, obviously cover the mouth and nose, particularly with a damp cloth. The main issue here is the staying away from the exposure itself. If it's irritating enough or the the exposure is significant, even wearing goggles or glasses you know, may be Further the way of uh, preventing exposure to the ocular areas, avoiding wear of contact lenses, because needless to say, there's a foreign body sensation with the contact lens when anything else comes in contact with them that can irritate the eyes even further, minimizing irritation by using saline eye drops to lubricate the eye accordingly. These are all things that can be available without a prescription over the pharmacies. But the main thing is recognizing the exposure that may be prevalent and minimizing that as much as possible, particularly with those individuals that
0: have underlying predisposing conditions that can be aggravated. And and I presume children, maybe particularly at risk, they probably wouldn't necessarily understand some of the, the risks with the volcanic ash. Correct, correct. Children, particularly children, obviously, to have
2: uh, underlying uh, pulmonary conditions such as asthma, are certainly much more predisposed. Their airway is much smaller and narrower, and needless to say, cannot accept any more irritation and or subsequent uh, edema, swelling that may accompany that as well. Furthermore, children are children. They're going to go out and they'll handle and play the ash. uh, They'll touch their face. They'll touch their airway, their nose, and uh, that can lead to exacerbation of uh, symptoms as well.
0: And what advice would you give for people generally with regards to food and, and and drink in this situation?
2: Maintaining proper hydration, absolutely. Make sure that you're drinking plenty of liquids to wash down anything that is being basically exposed to the oral cavity. Make sure that you have adequate food supply of food and water, particularly if stores are being closed, needless to say, as a result of pediments caused by the, the increased risk factors and Uh, making sure that you're washing fruit and vegetables with clean water before you're consuming them and making sure that you maintain proper attention to personal hygiene, washing your hands frequently with soap and water, washing any open wounds, skins, abrasions, cuts that you may have, treating skin infections early on and and seeking medical attention if, uh, if there's any
0: exacerbation of any underlying conditions. Pauline, I wanted to ask you, what are officials saying about the situation right now?
1: Well, the main institutions are asking mainly to be informed with the official sources because there's a lot of misinformation, so they are asking to please keep monitoring the official sources. And of course, for, for all the people who has the international SOS app, we are constantly monitoring the official sources so you can keep informed with that. And all the health advice that Albert just mentioned. Um, for example, one important thing is that the student classes were suspending since the weekend and they are having some activities at home because of that, because the, the kids have more risk Risk. Um, that is one important thing from the main institutions. And also to, to consider that any changes will be informed um, by these institutions as soon as possible.
0: And when it comes to the security situation of what's happening, are there, are there any points that people should be considering right now to plan ahead should the situation change?
1: Okay, so it is very important to mention that mainly because of the ash fall. Some roads are very slippery, so please consider to exercise caution while undertaking road journeys due to potentially hard source driving conditions. And of course, if you can stay indoors, uh, try to avoid driving. And the main threat right now also is for, for the airports. So keep monitoring your, your flights, keep monitoring the airport advices, and of course, be aware of any possible situation. In case of evacuation, as I said before, the ratio is 30 kilometers within the volcano, which will be mainly for Puebla State. So in case of being close to Puebla State or in Puebla State, please consider to have all the routes planning and evacuations that the institutions are considering for us.
0: Paulina, Al, thanks very much for joining me. Sure thing. Thank you. Well, that's all for now, but just a reminder, you'll be able to access the latest information and updates on the volcano in Mexico from our website, internationalsos.com. And from there, you can find out about our global network of assistance centers, which are available to clients 24-7. But until next time, thank you very much for listening and goodbye.